some of the things uh, Rick shared. It's amazing the verses that he decided to use today from, from, from Romans. I love Romans. I kind of read through the book of Romans this morning real quick. Um, not the whole book, but each chapter has power verses that I, 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 just, I just love. And um, a lot of them are in, in chapter 5. But I want to start out with uh, a verse we all know. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Thank you for everlasting life. Right here, right now, everlasting life. For God sent, verse 17, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Saved. And that word saved is sozo, again. And that word sozo means restored, rescued, made whole, made well, delivered. It's powerful. So that's why Jesus, Jesus came. He that believeth on him is not condemned, never condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. You see, right now, the only sin that will send you, that will send a person to hell, is not lying or cheating or stealing or murder or homosexuality or lesbianism. That's not what's going to do it. Or gluttony. Or, you know, I hate to name sins because then, you know, like there's so many of them. And there's no degree. When you get to heaven, like there's no categories. Like tornado, uh, like hurricanes. Category one, category two, category five. There's no categories. You know? And, and just take Jesus out of the picture, right? If you were to take Jesus out of the picture, you know, like categories one through three will get you into heaven. Categories three through six, you know, get you to the midway point, you know, uh, but category seven and the seven through not ten, whatever, send you right. There's no categories. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. And so right now, the only one that will send a person is by not believing in God's only begotten son. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. All that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Everything that is related to the old nature, to the old man, right, to the old order has vanished what it says behold everything is fresh and new if you're listening to a, a message like this for the first time I just want you to know becoming a new creation is as easy as saying father I thank you I believe God my father I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead that on the third day that tomb was empty and I Confess him as my Lord and Savior. And now according to your word, I am saved. I am saved. I have been rescued. I have been delivered from sin, from its consequences, 
I have been made whole. I have been healed. Right now, everything. God has provided everything, everything through Jesus Christ. And that's all you have to do is just say those words and you will be, you will be sozo. You will be saved. You will be rescued. You will be delivered. Your body will be, be made whole and healed. I declare it in Jesus' name because this is what his word says. So why? You know, th- think about this. The old order has vanished. The old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. But then why, why does everything seem like it hasn't vanished? Why does it seem like I, I don't see sozo in my life. I don't see saved in my life. I don't see the deliverance, the rescue, the, the healing, the wholeness. I remember when I received the revelation of grace. And I, rem- I remember when I stepped out of the mixture of covenants, where I, I stepped out of the old covenant into the new covenant, when I had that revelation that, that cursed is any man that hangeth on a tree, right? He, he became a curse to redeem us from the curse of the law of sin and of death, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon me. And I, and I have got that revelation of grace and the new covenant and that it's not up to me. It's, 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 it was totally up to Jesus, his obedience, his work, his doing. I never forget that, that period of my life. I was, I was walking on, on clouds. There, there, was like, there was like a hop in my step. Think about the, I don't know how you guys were born again, but... Think about that. Many people, they get born again. It's like tears of joy, right? Tears of joy. Um, it's like a great burden has been listed, lifted from them. A big weight has come off from them. You know? Uh, they're filled with joy. They're happy. They're excited. They want to shake everybody's hand they come in contact with. They want to hug everybody they see, mm-hmm. Right? They're in love with the word. They're reading the word. They're believing it. I remember back then, you know, healing was like popcorn. I wasn't even asking for healing. I wasn't even, I never, I never forget, I couldn't move my neck. I could not, right, Lori? I could not move my neck. But I'm just excited about this revelation, and I'm just praising the Lord, and I'm worshiping him, and I'm enjoying the new creation. I'm enjoying this grace, and all of a sudden, I moved my, I, I, I turned, I'm like, wow, thank you, Lord. I had diverticulitis all my, I, not all my life, but I've had, I've had diverticulitis since I can remember, 24, 25 years old, and it was gone, just like that. I don't know if you've ever had diverticulitis, but it is painful. There's many times I had to be hospitalized and get, in, you know, IV, intravenous, antibiotics, because it was just so painful, so bad. Boom, took it away. Took other things right away. You know, it was beautiful. Not only that, praying for people, just praying for people, praying for eyes, praying for knees, praying, praying, praying for legs, praying, praying for asthmatic conditions and whatnot, and seeing healing. You remember those days? You remember? You, you've heard it. I, I never forget. What's his name with the dreadlocks? Uh, 
Todd White. Same thing, man. He's filled with joy. He's filled with love. I mean, he's so excited. He's, 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 he's praising the Lord. He's in love with his Bible. He's in love with God because we got that revelation, right? And he's praying for everybody and anything. And remember what he shared? And people were telling him, ah, just give it a little bit of time. He's going to become a mature Christian just like the rest of us. And he's going to find out that life is hard. It's not that easy. You know, and he's... And, uh, So I remember, it was beautiful. It was awesome. It was amazing. And then things changed. And I tried to ask myself, why did things change? Were they right? It's just a beginning phase in Christianity. And then you, you step into real Christianity where... You know, the struggles are there. And, you know, you, you know just, just like Jesus, you know, going through life, struggling, you know. You know and, and, and now I'm learning maturity. God is teaching maturity through these things. You know, I'm learning to become patient. I'm learning this. I'm learning that. You know, and we carry our Bibles and we become religious. Religious. And then we see that new person, that new convert. He's so excited. What do we say? Oh, yeah, I remember I was like that one day. I was like that one day. I was like that one day. And then you often remember, you know, think about that church, a church at Ephesus where, where Jesus said, I, I know you work, guys. You work, you work like religion. You work, you work, you work, you work. But I have this against you. You lost your first love. You lost your first love. And I remember I lost, I, I was introduced to that and I, was, I lost my first love. Now, what was my first love? I remember that day. It was like, uh, ladies could probably re, 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 uh, relate to this a little bit more than the guys, but I guess it's my feminine side. I don't know, you know, but... I love stepping into a warm bath, you know? And there were sometimes I even made bubbles. <laughs> I just love soaking into that warm bath, you know? And I know, could, could, I don't know if you ladies have ever, warm bath, you know, and you put the, you put the scent in there, the, perf the perfume in there, and you might put some bubbles in there, and you're taking a nice bubble bath, and you have soft music in the background, and you just feel so relaxed, right? Can you relate? You feel so relaxed. You feel so relieved. You just want to stay in that spot. Well, you know what? In Titus, this is going to be, listen, this is going to come to me. I have, listen, I have a prepared sermon, but this is going to come, come with me. Do you know in Titus it talks about, it talks about the refreshing, the regeneration of the Holy Spirit? That word refreshing, that's what it means. The Holy Spirit comes upon you, and it's like taking a warm wonderful, soothing bath. And then that, that, that scripture talks about washing, regeneration, renewing, and all those words are connected with a complete renovation, a complete overhaul. This is what happens at born again. And why? Because at born again, when the Holy Spirit does this in your life, 
You are made righteous and you are made holy. And that's why you you got to hop in your step. There's no more weight. There's no more weight. There's no more burden. It's gone. It's, you know what? You don't understand your holiness. You don't understand your righteousness, but you know there's something that's been changed. You know there's something different. And what is it? You were made just like Christ. Now, if you can imagine, if in that moment, from that moment on, you could step into a place where that's all you learn about. Yes, this is your resurrection life. Yes, this is your newness of life. Yes, this is what righteousness does. Righteousness is so important. Grace reigns through righteousness. You receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and you rule and reign as a king. So you see, although that new person that it happens, that you know, these things are happening to, like I just mentioned, it's because there's an awareness in their spirit that they just have been made holy and blameless and righteous. And that weight is gone. And it's like stepping into a nice warm bath or a nice warm shower that you just don't want to come out of. You know everything has been washed away. Everything has been renewed. Everything has been restored. And when, you, when you're in that place, you can pray and you can believe and things are happening. That's your first love. Now somebody, why am I feeling that way? Because you're united with Christ. And you were resurrected with him. And you were raised in holiness. And you were raised in true righteousness. And now his grace is within you. His power was, can you imagine? I wish somebody would have raised me like that. Raised up me like that in the church. You know, I used to think about how Peter... Peter, Acts chapter 3, I think it's Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. I'm sure you've heard about it. I know you've read it. I know you, you, you. what would possess a man to come out of hiding, right? And he's walking to to church because church is important. And he sees that man there, silver and gold have I not, but what I have in the name of Jesus. Whoa. That same Peter. He's, he's walking down the streets and the power and the glory was emanating from him to the point where his shadow. I'm like, Lord, how do we get to that place? You know Peter got it. Peter got it. We quote the verse that shows Peter got it all the time and we don't even know it. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, by his stripes we were healed. What's, we always quote that place, that, that verse, right? But what's the first part of the verse say? Lord, what's the first part of the verse say? Nah, that's all right. I won't put you on the spot. Who died on the tree, right, with our sins. And what does it say? That we might live unto righteousness. And yet by his stripes were healed. So Peter got it. Peter got it. You know why Peter, it was easy for Peter to get it? 
I think. It's easy for Paul to get it. Because they knew what righteousness was. And all their lives, Jewish people, especially in that day, tried to attain righteousness. But they can never do it. They can never do it. So all of a sudden, he becomes born again and born anew, a totally new creation. And he's born anew and born again in true holiness and true righteousness. And now, everything Jesus told him he's going to be able to do, he's going to be able to do. He's going to be able to rule and reign as a king in life. Why? Grace. Why? Grace reigns through his righteousness. Peter got it. You see Peter got it. You can see John got it too. Just, just think about it. Peter, John, and Paul wrote the whole, they, they wrote pretty much the whole after the, after the cross Bible. Right? It's Peter, James, and John. Um, Peter, Peter, Paul, and John. The only one that didn't get it was James. But anyway, that's another story. You know, John got it. John got it so much that he said, here's God's perfect love. He's the one that said, for God so loved the world. Here's God's perfect love. Here's God's perfect love. That you have boldness now to stand before him. How am I going to have boldness to stand before him? Because just like Jesus, just as Jesus is, so are you in this world. John got it. John got it. I'm just like Jesus. Holy and righteous. He remembered the transfiguration. Peter remembered the transfiguration. He knew now that glorification, that splendor, that holiness, that righteousness. That's right here. They got it. They got it. Paul, we know Paul got it. 80 times Paul talks about righteousness and justification and justified. 80 times. 80 times. We know Paul got it. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I know I've been, I've been, I've been adhering to the law of Moses. I know I've been zealous for the law of Moses. I know it. I know the law of Moses. Backwards and forwards. The 613 ceremonial laws. I've been keeping them. I've been fervent for them. Right? But he gets it. He gets it. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. And if you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, you have to receive the gift of righteousness, you will rule and reign in life. Paul got it. Now, I want you to, I want you to realize something. We teach believing. We teach standing on. We, we teach faith. But we don't get righteousness. We just don't. I know I'm getting more and more revelations of it, more and more of an understanding of it, growing more and more in, 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 in a revelation of righteousness. So much to the fact that I've been, I've been sharing over the last three weeks fruits of righteousness. Fruits of righteousness. What's a result you know, of, of, of Jesus, that incorruptible seed that Peter talks about, that incorruptible seed, that, that street, that, that seed that's indestroyable. Un, what? what it, undestroy, undestroyable? Yeah. Undestroyable? It's, it's, it, it can't be destroyed. Right? And it's, it's ever-growing and ever-lasting and ever-powerful seed. The seed Christ is in us. That's, that's, that's in us. That, 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 that. And that produces fruit. Because righteousness. Christ, right? One, one with him, one like him. Righteousness. He was delivered for our sins and he was raised for our declaration of righteousness. And now, right, 
because that righteousness is in us and we believe it and we understand it and we grow in our revelations, it should produce fruit. It should produce fruit. And it talks about fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Love, right? Joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, meekness, and enduring faith. That's all a fruit of what's in us. And it's all telling of who we really are and what we really are. A fruit of righteousness. Now, it's funny. I spoke yesterday, and I, I, I spoke on, on a little bit on righteousness, and you could hear a pin drop. So then I asked people, this is how important righteousness is, and the fruits of righteousness, and believing, 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 believing. I said, okay, how many of you, eh, I'm not the most loving person in the world, and I, I like, I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. And guess what? They weren't embarrassed, right, Lori? And they all raised their hand. I'm not as, I'm not as loving as that. Peace. How many of you have, are led by peace? That peace, you know, that comes from righteous, right standing with God. Right now we're at peace. We're at peace with God. We're at peace with God. Peace over circumstances, over situations, over finances. Over, relate, over relationships, you're in peace. You're in peace. You're in peace. You're in peace. How, how many of you are, are lacking in that fruit of peace? Again, right? Everybody raise their hands. And I went on and on, but I was doing that to prove, to, to, to just show something. Those are our righteousness meters. Those are our righteousness meters. Now, hopefully, I'm, I'm talking to, I'm not talking to brand new Christians. I'm talking to, you know, ma mature Christians. So is healing. So if you're off with all these other areas, chances are your, your righteousness meter is off. Because Romans chapter 8, verse 11 says, If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, then that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead will revitalize your new your, and renew your mortal body. But what does verse 10 say? Verse 10 says, the spirit is life. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit that renews your mortal body, the spirit is life because of righteousness. So now if the spirit of life because of righteousness is in you. Then that same spirit of life because of righteousness. Mm -hmm. So if your, your righteousness meter is off, then all the fruit, right? It's in there waiting to explode out. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have something that I want to share. Because I read, I, I just, you know, I'm into righteousness, so I was led to this portion of scripture, and I don't even know how I was led to it. Yeah, I know how I was led to it. I was listening to the cowboy preacher, one of my favorite guys to listen to. You know the cowboy, right? And he made this statement. He said, the revelation of righteousness 
is the meat of the word of God. I'm like, oh. The rebel. I mean, you know, my son is a barbecue master. He's got three, three machines now. Rick, he's got three machines now. He's got a Weber, a big Weber girl, right? And he's got this thing, it's called an egg. You know what that is? An egg, it's a, whatever. And then he's got another, you know, it's, it's a less inferior, but it's kind of like on the, on the what, what do you need? To, what? Well, the ribs are in this one, and the tomahawk steak is in this one, and, you know, wow. and, uh, Whatever, and he could bar he chicken and or no over here is, it's a, it's on the skewer it's the shrimp and and scallops and wrapped in the oh man that's meat would you rather have that or applesauce huh applesauce the revelation of righteousness is the meat of the word of God now let's let's look at this. Uh, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through 14. Of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. Now, I believe this is the Apostle Paul, and he's ex explaining that there's many things to say, but he's, he's speaking, and, and he's speaking to the hearers he's speaking to, he's saying you're dull of hearing. He happens to be speaking to Hebrews, right, at this time, Jewish people. And hard to be uttered, seeing you are dull of hearing. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So he's saying they should be skilled in righteousness. They should be able to share with people, to tell people how to become righteous. It's very easy. Faith in Jesus Christ. Believe in Jesus Christ for your righteousness and are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. For everyone that uses, uses milk is unskillful in the words of righteousness, for he is a baby. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. What he's talking about is righteousness. This is, Paul's being pretty harsh to, to the Jewish people right now. I want you to look at that word dull, and he's using that word dull, you become dull. You know, you become dull to, to true righteousness. You become dull to the importance of righteousness. And that word dull in, in, the, um, in Strong's Concordance, is it not me, whoever wrote this, dull, it means sluggish, lazy, and stupid. That's what this writer of Hebrews is telling the Hebrews. And um, when he says, you know, you're using milk. You're using milk. Now, I, I, don't, I don't understand, you know, milk, but according to Strong again, and this is the only thing I can go to, as I go to Strong's and I, I try to look at what that word means, and Strong tells you, look it up yourselves, it means left less difficult Christian truths. So in other words, when you're, when you're on less, less, what did I say? Less difficult Christian truths. You're on milk. There's so many things we're majoring in, and Paul's saying right here, whoever, it's milk. 
is milk. Because the truth that you need to stand on, the meat, is revelations of righteousness. This is why Paul never talks about how to be healed. He always talks about righteousness. And this is why we celebrate communion. Because it's to examine yourself, to see your connection and your union and your oneness with Christ. And that as he is, you are. The word strong, when it talks about becoming strong in the revelation of righteousness, strong, it means to be strong, to be firm, to be immovable, to be solid, to be hard, and to be rigid. So, Lori, I hope that's what people say about me. You're too hard, you're too rigid, you're too, you're too strong, you're too firm in this teaching about righteousness. Well, guys, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to get this. I'm trying to get this. And the word meat means complete nourishment. So complete nourishment comes from righteousness. And the word babe means simple-minded person and immature Christian. So this is what this, this word here is telling us. I would like to read it from two more, two more places. I'd like to read it from the Passion Translation. And um, this is what it says there. We have much to say about this topic, although it is difficult to explain, because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. For you should already be professors instructing others by now. But instead, you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You're like children still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. And they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the differences between what is truly excellent and what is evil and what is harmful. Powerful. That's powerful. Now, this is my... My favorite, my favorite one. And it's not a translation, it's a study Bible. Of course, it's the mere study Bible. I love going to it. Um, it says this, On this subject, there remains so much to be said. But oh, how difficult it is to explain something to someone who hears with an indifferent attitude. Verse 12, But now you Jews should have been professors. By now, you Jews should have been professors able to teach the rest of the world. But you are still struggling with the ABCs of God's language in Christ. The difference between the prophetic shadow and the real is like that between milk and meat in your diet. You cannot live on baby food for the rest of your lives. The revelation of righteousness is the meat of God's word. That's where the cowboy got it from, Nina. The revelation of righteousness is the meat of God's word. Babes live on milk. So does everyone who is not pierced in the ear of his heart by the revelation, the righteousness of Christ. Wow. God's act of righteousness in Christ restored mankind to blameless innocence. This is the nourishment of the mature. They are those who have their faculties of perception trained as by gymnastic precision to distinguish the relevant from the irrelevant. So, what I want to see happening every day in my life, 
by the Holy Spirit. And he's doing it. He is bringing more and more revelation each and every day. Revelation of my righteousness. I want to see the importance of righteousness. Right standing. Right standing that makes me right with God. Right standing that, that says I'm now accepted in the beloved. In the inner circle. Right standing that sits me on the throne where I rule and reign with Christ. And his throne will be a scepter of righteousness. I want to see that importance. Because then, like my brother Rick shared, I think it was from, I don't know what verse it was from, but grace will reign in my life and reign in your life because of righteousness. I want grace to reign in my life. <clears throat> How many of you would like grace to reign in your lives? Grace reigns through your life in one way, and this is what it says, through righteousness. This is why I talk about it. And it can only come through faith in Jesus Christ. And that once it comes, let it stay there. And what I mean, let by what I mean by saying let it stay there, let your souls be wrapped around the truths. Your spirit man knows it. Let your souls be wrapped around the truth. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. As Jesus is holy, so am I. As Jesus is complete, so am I. As Jesus is perfect, so am I. As Jesus is sanctified, so am I. As Jesus is an heir to the world, so am I. As Jesus is beloved of the Father, so am I. Because I am righteous and because I'm holy. And now because of that, I receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and I can rule and reign in this life and rule and reign over my body through righteousness because of faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? My wife wants me to stop and give it a rest. Man, it's hot in here. So, my wife wants me to take it easy, rest, rest, rest. And I'll be honest with you. There's times when my body says, yeah, take it easy, rest. But you know what? That's a voice I heard a lot. And, and, and I heard it all the way up from, you know, 194 to, to 294 pounds. I heard that, that voice a lot. Yeah, I'm not listening to that voice anymore. I'm listening to the other, I'm listening to the other voice. I, I'll, I'll let righteousness speak to my body, tell my body what to do. So I'll keep doing my thrusters, and I'll keep taking my walk. I try to do 10,000 steps. What did I do the other day? Not 15,000, almost. 14,000 and change. And I'm going to keep going. I'm telling my knees how, it's, how they're supposed to perform. I'm telling my hips how they're supposed to perform. I'm telling my heart how it's supposed to perform. I'm telling my neck how it's supposed to perform. And what I'm using right now is my righteousness. 
And the enemy mindset will try to steal from you any moment, and each and every moment, each and every time he can, he gets a chance. There's going to be blips on our radar screen. There's going to be times when, when my wife snaps at me. But I don't take into account wrong suffering. So there's going to be times, she, but immediately she's going to say, no, 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 I am, I am righteous. I am royalty. Mm-hmm. And then we'll hug say that wasn't that wasn't me acting as the real me oh don't worry don't give it a second thought you know we let our righteousness rule and we let our righteousness reign and i'm telling you what you're going to see things change you're going to see your life change you're going to see life more abundantly just like the just like the one jesus told us about in john chapter 10 verse 10 when he said i came i came i came and so that's my desire in this righteousness series to show you and to help you and to, and to keep you believing. And what's the word that it, it said? Uh, it said um, helping you to become strong and to become firm and to become immovable and to become solid and to become hard and to become rigid. Because the enemy, every time there's a blip on your radar screen, he's going to say, you see, you're not righteous. And then you're going to question it. I guess I'm not. How can I be? You know, then you're going to hear sermons on mixture that are telling you, you need to work it. You need to become. You need to, you need to. So then you're like, well, I guess I'm not because I still have to. No, you are. Stay strong in it. Stay firm in it. Become immovable in it. Stay solid in it. Stay rock hard in it. Stay rigid in it. And then you can command, and then you can speak, and you can rule and reign as a king and queen. In Jesus' name.